What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Hey, I want to thank everyone for all of the emails. I want to thank everyone for all of the texts. Uh, we have picked three winners uh, from our text contest uh, to have a private coaching session with you. Are you excited about doing this? I am. I am. I love doing them. And it's always really nice, um, instead of having to sort of speak in broad strokes, to have the opportunity to work with a parent who has like very specific, like I heard what you and Joe were talking about, but like there's this thing that I'm not really sure how it applies to my child with her or his individual needs. So What, what I loved about it the most was, A, uh, I loved the fact that everyone responded to it. We got so many different people from all over the mm-hmm, country too. Mm-hmm. And also, um, the three people that we picked are so excited to talk to you that we've already had people hitting us up again. We guys do that contest again? Will you do something like that soon? Uh, we're not going to give away another three uh, parenting sessions because you still need to do that. But what we will do right now is Anea has her great book that we always talk about on the show. And actually, I think today's episode, we might even talk a little bit about that book on the show, Nine Ways That We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. And if you text the word parenting right now, text the word parenting to 31 31 31. You are going to be in a drawing to get Anea's book for free. Text the word parenting to 31 31 31 and you can win her book for free. And uh, this seems like the best way to do it now just because the Twitter mm-hmm. and sending the emails and all that stuff. You can always send emails though for questions for shows to radparenting at gmail.com. Also, please keep those reviews. We're at like 79 reviews right now on our iTunes uh, page and it really helps with. Um, basically like where the show falls in the kids and family uh, list of parenting podcasts. So if you guys, just someone give me a number 80 today. Just write a review on the show so we can that bust, would be nice. bust out a 79. It'll put me in a better mood because it's, and I know I feel bad saying this to the rest of the country. It's been raining in California. It's been, how many days has oh, it rained? Wah. I know. more. More Honestly, I've lived here for 20 years and I, we've never had this much rain. Like to the point where we're like, do we, are we actually in LA still? Yeah. But yeah. we need it. The yeah. trees are very, very happy, and uh, we need to stop complaining. Yeah. What's, the, what's your favorite part about the rain? Um, I think I tend to be um, much more productive because I, uh, I have legitimate reason to be inside. The other thing I've realized is I kind of like the rain because I get to wear my boots. Oh, you like, talked about not, that. I wear boots like on the regular, which you know, Joe, like just regular fashion boots, but I um, recently got... A, and I won't even, I got them, they're like Sorel boots, they're totally amazing, and I've been wearing them a lot because of the rain, and I had this moment the other day, where, and I've had this experience before actually with wearing work gloves, which sounds a little weird, but where I was in my boots and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I can go anywhere and do anything. Like, I'm not worried about like stepping in a puddle or like whatever. It was just, I became aware of how much more freely I could move through the world, not being worried. And the same thing with work gloves, as strange as that may sound, it's like when I'm doing something, I feel like, oh, I can really get into it. I don't need to worry about breaking a nail or scratching my hands or whatever. And I dive in and it made me realize that and I obviously we all know I spent a lot of time like thinking about what is it what is it like to be a girl? What are the challenges of being a girl? One of the things I hadn't realized is how restricted I felt being like ex- being expected to dress in a certain way as a girl, and that being like, oh well, don't get dirty, like don't don't get your dress dirty. Wow. Or or the- even you know as a you know teenager and and now adult woman like wearing heels, I rarely wear wear real heels anymore because I'm like. 
in certain contexts, I don't feel safe. If I had ever had to run, I couldn't. And just generally speaking, I, if I wear heels to even go out to a like a whole evening event, the next day my calves hurt and I just can't move through the world as freely. So I thought, wouldn't it be a great opportunity to do a show about that. Well, you know, when you and I were talking about last week when you were here, you were in those boots. And and you said to me, you're all, you know, we were out in front of the house. And, and just so you guys know, we are literally, there's a hole. It's it's close to 12 feet deep because they're building this, uh, we're building our studio, the new Rad Parenting uh, place where we'll be conducting all of our business and having all of our guests come in and everything else that we're doing. But it's in my garage. Like I'm totally going for Mark Marin, uh, WTF podcast, uh, who I'm a huge fan. And you know what? Mark Marin lives like in Eagle Rock. I'm going to like totally. It's crazy. Yeah, He's I've, so I've, close. Yeah. And I mean, he had Barack Obama in his garage. So I'm like, I want to put our studio in the garage. Yeah. So literally when we were out there, there's all the mud and I'm, and I'm, I'm in a pair of Vans and you had your boots on. You were just standing on a mound of mud and you were like, I like this. Yes. And, and that kind of spawned what what we were what we started to talk about out there into the studio today or into my living room yeah. right now, um, is that I've never really thought about like I understand I have a daughter I have a son and we we've talked about gender mm-hmm. and clothes and you know yeah my son wore uh, he dressed like David Bowie for years you know he, it was like <laughs> he was in a princess dress constantly we've Love done it. that episode uh, and we've talked about. Um, uh, the clothes uh, for young girls uh, to wear, mm-hmm. um, but we, you, I've never heard it basically said the way you just said it. With when you had your boots on, the feeling that you had that you can do anything, yeah, and that going back to when we're when we're younger as a woman, um, what we're told to wear, mm-hmm. what's suggested mm-hmm. to wear. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on that. I also want to touch on, uh, also it goes, I feel with boys. Yeah. And it's a little bit, so let, why don't we do that part? Yeah. You want to start right that? now? Let's start okay. with that part because I want to make sure that people hear, you know, where, where we're coming from. And I think that there's two aspects of this. There's the like gendered restrictions or limitations, let's call them that, where we say, you know, from the time we bring our, our babies home, well, you know, we're going to decorate the room in pink if it's a girl and we're going to do it in, you know, blue or green if it's a boy. Go ahead. Why do we do that? Uh, well, so because we feel, I think, very caught in like, this is what you do. Like if she's a girl, then we want to socialize her with all the things that it means to be a girl. And I think underlying that is as parents wanting our child to be able to go out and and be accepted in society and not be going against the grain. And I think it really does come from the best place for most of us. Some of us, I think, are just a little bit oblivious. Like, well, that's just what you do. I mean, I've had people in my home that, you know, in my little one, especially because as I've, you know, with my first one, I was a little less conscious, but even with her toys, we were really really, really conscious of like, not just, you know, all pink toys. She's never had Barbies. We've made sure she's had as many trucks and other construction type um, toys to play with as she does, you know, dolls or, or anything else. We, we deliberately it mixed it up. And and I was very aware also with, with her clothing to not be, you know, always just dressing her in pink or dresses or whatever. And that was a conscious choice. I've also though had people, I was going to say, come into our home being like, 
and say, oh, that's a boy toy. That's not, that's not for girls. Why do you want? And I'm like, oh no, like you're blowing it. We're working really hard at like keeping options open and having her see that everything is accessible to her. And it would have been no different had I had a son. I would have wanted to make sure it's ridiculous that we have aspirations of raising boys who are one day going to be great fathers, but we don't want them playing with dolls. Are you kidding? Like, why would we want to start socializing a little boy who wants to show his nurturing capacity by shaming him because that's not a toy for boys, or that might mean he's gay, heaven forbid. Like, these are the things, these these are the mentalities that come to, we bring to parenting, you know, and and, and really from a place of fear. Uh, Sidebar really quick, when we uh, celebrated my daughter's first birthday, one of my best friends came over, and he hadn't had, you know, a daughter yet, or Mm -hmm. a son or anything, and there were all these parents there, and, you know, the toddlers are running around, and there was a, my daughter loved this baby, uh, and she used to call it big baby mm-hmm. and he, w- and he was playing with her and, and then the, you know, my daughter disappeared and he's holding this big baby. And then he started walking around the, the party with it, holding it. Uh-huh. And, and then he, you know, it was, it was funny because he was like, gosh, man, I, I've never held like a baby. And, and, you know, this is a guy that's like in a very popular band, you know, guitar player, like mm-hmm. a, you know, he's a dude. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, gosh, this would be great. Like, I wish there was a class. Like I like holding, like yeah. I, I could, I, could, I would like practicing with this doll. And right then I thought about, imagine, you know, in our lifetime or just growing up, if you would have been able to have a class when you're with all your bros, yes. they would be like, hey, this is how you change a diaper. Yep. This is how you hold a baby. You know that burrito wrap that you come home that yep. you wrap your kid in? Like I was the master of that. Karen would say to me like, oh my God, you do the burrito wrap so well. Because I practiced <laughs> it so many times, but I was like, this is a skill that I want to share with other dads. So yep. that just a sidebar that the whole doll thing for for the dads out there that you know might be uh like oh gosh i don't know if i feel comfortable with that you know get over it because uh you you know especially if you have another kid because you're gonna have a helper that understands uh how to deal with a younger sister or brother why would we want to like this is the whole thing we say this all the time on the show that to me one of our primary goals is to raise our children to become whole healthy you know, productive or or constructive, you know, human beings in the world. Any time that we, and this is basically, this is a perfect platform or or example of what we do to girls and what we do to boys in terms of limiting their full humanity. We disconnect girls from their bodies by shaming their bodies and saying, you're not supposed to wear that. If you wear that, somebody's going to think you're a slut or, you know, somebody's, you know, going to look down on you or whatever. And with boys, we disconnect them from their emotions and we say, oh, no, no, no. Like, I mean, if you're playing with dolls and showing that you're this warm, wonderful little person, somebody might you know, think that you're not like, that's not what men do or, or you're gay or, or whatever. And how awful for us to continue to participate in doing that to our children. When I think our generation as parents are more conscious and we just know that those gender limitations are not only going to limit what they can do in the world, it does internal damage that it takes, you know, decades of therapy to, to, to repair after. Gender limitations and clothing. Dive into that. Okay. So Here's where I think we start to take it a step further. So we've talked a little bit about what we do when they're when they're little. It gets really uh, heavy when we start looking at what happens, what form does this take as girls especially start moving into adolescence. And you know, I just came across this article the other day. I don't even know that it's new, but um, 
and I just want to read a little bit of it because it yeah. really, to me, drove home. Like this is something Can we that post I think the, we'll post the link. We will post the link for okay. sure. Um, It'll be on our webpage, yeah, uh, radparenting.com. Yep, for sure. And it's written by um, Miranda Valenti. Um, and it's called, What Do Dress Codes Say About Girls' Bodies? And I'm just going to read a little portion of it that I thought was just so to, to the point. Dress codes fall short of being legitimately helpful. What we fail to consider when enforcing restrictions on skirt length and the tightness of pants is the girls themselves, not just their clothes, but their thoughts, emotions, budding sexuality, and self-image. Instead, these restrictions are executed with distracted boys in mind, casting girls as inherent sexual threats needing to be tamed. Dress restrictions in schools contribute to the very problem they aim to solve, the objectification of young girls. When you tell a girl what to wear, you control her body, and when you control a girl's body, even if it is ostensibly for her own good, you take away her agency. You tell her that her body is not her own. And I mean, this really goes wow. to the core of my work, as That's you know. super powerful. It really is, because I think that... Um, we as parents, and I think generally speaking, I've, I've said this before, we as human beings rarely make good decisions when they come from a place of fear. That same, I think, truth applies to parenting. Many of us as parents are going, I just don't want my daughter to be called a slut. I just don't want my daughter to be somewhere and have a boy sexually assault her because, you know, for generations we've been, you know, we've all heard of like the rape trial where the big question is, what were you wearing? As if what I'm wearing or not wearing is a, an invitation or gives another person permission to, uh, to do what they want to with my body. I mean, it's absurd when you think about it. Well, you hear about everyone, uh, I, I, you know, I, I read the stuff on the net. I see people getting upset. These, you know, why would you let her wear yoga pants? She was uh, wearing a, a strapless dress. Right. And, and, they, and, and all that goes through my head, and, and I got to ask you this, is that I feel like the the problem isn't hey what a woman is going to wear or what a young girl is going to wear but it's almost like let's not have the conversation with these guys because you know what you're just a distraction and you know what they're they're trying to focus but you're coming in here in your yoga pants and that's distracting me and I don't know why I'm using the <laughs> what voice this suddenly is but uh you're distracting me and I can't focus wouldn't right. wouldn't it be better anea to to try to uh, start at an early age, giving young boys and young men uh, an opportunity to communicate what these feelings and thoughts and ideas to, you're thinking. Yes. Opposed to, I can't look at that, and you shouldn't dress like that. Is well, that yes? Is and that I, I think that the other the other big message there, and I personally like I've thought about this many times. If I were the parent of a boy, or if I were a boy or a man, I would be insulted by the implication that somebody else has to dress in a particular way because I can't be trusted or counted on to show some degree of, of self-restraint. Self yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, at what point, and I think that's really what we need. You can hear me like getting worked up here. Well, but I know. I, 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 I totally feel where you are going in the, the self-control learning that opposed to putting the blinders on almost. Yes. Well, and here, you know, the analogy that I use, and I did, I did actually talk a little bit about this in my book. And I said, you know, if my, this is not exactly how I put it, but essentially I own a home. My door is left unlocked. Unlocked. Heck, let's go with my front door is standing open. Okay. 
somebody walks in and takes everything of value, they are considered breaking, they're, they're breaking the law. They are stealing from me, even if my front door was open. I come in, I take the buffalo head. That, that, that's right. Take that's the broken right. buffalo. Oh, my precious buffalo. I take um, the bu- and what you're saying is, just because the front door is open doesn't invite you to come in and ramsack my house. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we collectively would look at that example and go, oh yeah, totally. Like, unless I hand it to you and say, here, I don't need this television anymore. You go ahead and have it. You are stealing from me. And the fact that we can't see the parallel between a house full of objects, right? Which to me is far less important, valuable, whatever, than the well-being of a girl and communicating to her on any level that what she is wearing, not wearing, whatever, is an invitation and gives any human being the right to lay hands on her in a way that she feels is inappropriate, to engage sexually without her overt and enthusiastic consent is just not okay. And we are perpetuating this absurd version of reality and doing a lot of damage to girls and for that matter to boys by saying, we don't think that, you know, because you're male, we don't believe that you're capable of self-restraint. That's not cool. And because you're a girl, you have to wear or not wear this. Right. Yes. Or trouble will Ensue. Well, exactly. Did I use the right word? Yes, exactly. And and first I think, time I've ever used ensue on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I want it noted. I'm I want. Pretty, I want. I'm, now I'm second guess myself. Do we use that right? Yeah. No, but I, I think I think everybody gets your meaning, and I think yeah. that it's 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 really an important part of conscious parenting to instead of coming from a place of fear. And this is so funny because when I as we were talking about this, I was thinking back to this experience that I still remember like it was yesterday. I was leaving the house one night on a date, and my. Dad, I think, was out like w- sending me off. My mom was in in the bedroom getting ready because I think they were going to go somewhere. And um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going. And my dad's like, you know, uh, Marion, she's she's leaving. And she's like, oh, what is she wearing? And my dad goes, not very much. <laughs> and I I think back to that all the time, and I'm thinking like, I have to be conscious, like even with my own girls. Um, you know, I've been, you know, I have to sometimes go. I, I am too affected by society and wanting to come from a place of being a protective parent um, and having some, I mean, they need to know anything that we do or wear or whatever could garner a certain response, but that does not give license for people to do harm verbally, physically, whatever. And um, I've had to really kind of, even with all of my research and knowledge, really also be aware of not coming from a place of fear and communicating to them that they need to dial back or make choices about how they look in the world based on whether it will please or displease or result in negative, a negative impact for them that is not warranted. Yeah. And basically what you're saying when you go back, if I'm picking this up correctly with the analogy of the front door being open and someone Mm -hmm. coming and stealing is no different than uh, if someone's walking down the street and there is uh, you know a Porsche there with the keys in it and That's the engine right. running which in this analogy would be uh, a young woman uh, dressed that's uh, appealing to your eye, does not give you the right to all of a sudden put your arm around her and that's go, right. cool, so we're hanging out now, Absolutely. Right? Okay. And if we can just, I just want to reiterate again, because even as I hear you saying that back to me, I'm like, yes, like how screwed up are we that we can so simply, so clearly see the example of a house or a car, which is an object, it's replaceable. Any damage that's going to be done to that vehicle, you can get it written off and in insurance and blah, 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 the damage that we are doing to girls 
by saying, oh, no, 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 it applies to a car or a house, but it doesn't apply to your body is so deeply damaging, even for the girls that are just witnessing oh, I need to think twice about what I wear. Not only in terms of, is this going to be pleasing? Am I going to be thought of as attractive to boys because I really, really want that because that's where my value is wrapped up in, but also, could this put me in danger? Could this put me in harm's way? Because our society is currently has this message that if a girl or a woman is dressed in a certain way, that that gives, that gives license to, to rape or sexually assault them. Okay, and I'm going, to go, I'm going to go right there right now. I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question that I know dads, uh, any, anybody that has a daughter, uh, the first thing they're going to say is, you know what? I, I, you know what? Yeah, great. That's, that's cool. But check it out. I, I know that, uh, you know, men can get creepy and I don't want my daughter cruising around in the such and such clothes and having these men creep out on her. So sorry, I'm not playing that game. Right. And I would say, okay, so totally valid. And that is exactly what I believe many parents think, even the ones that are, are conscious and they're going, yeah, this is screwed up, but I have to make sure my daughter's safe. Look, people, nothing will change if we don't start speaking up and saying, this is unacceptable. We're going to do this differently. Raising our sons to understand and believe and own the fact, and this is a good thing, that they're personal agency includes exercising self-restraint because it is just never okay to cross the line. Every single person has agency over their body. You do not have permission to touch, to, to speak in certain ways, certainly not to engage or penetrate without explicit permission to do so. And that just, by the way, also applies with, you know, it's not unheard of for, you know, a, a, a girl to, to pressure a boy, you know, and, and that's going into another topic, but I'm not trying to say that it just goes one way. It's just most prevalent, of course. Yeah. With- and, I, and I do want to, be, before we get out of here, I do want to touch on the fact that I, I feel uh, boys can go through the same thing in the sense of when they're younger, throwing that out there when they're younger of, you need to wear this, you need to wear that, you wear shoes like this, you can't wear that, don't wear this, mm-hmm. wear that, act yep. like this. Yep. Once again, uh, allowing the g- gender to find what they're going to wear. You wear the jeans. You know, I remember I, as a kid, I remember uh, certain clothes my mom would make me wear, love you, mom, but she would have all these rules <laughs> that were attached with these clothes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't do this. These aren't your play clothes. You can't go there. This is that clothes. Boom, boom. You got play shoes. You got these shoes. Right. That, that You wear this. Don't do that. And, and I swear, it made me neurotic. It's the same reason, like, I think people laugh at me because I iron T-shirts. I iron, like, when I've been on the road and people will be like, are you ironing your black T-shirt on that <laughs> pool table right now before you go on stage? And I'm like, yeah, I just grew up that way. I <laughs> Thanks, iron- mom. Yeah, I, I, I was the only guy <laughs> gr- growing up that had a portable iron. I iron everything. Love it. Yeah. I'll iron you. Um, Okay, uh, I want to leave with this really quick. Uh, Recap really quick. The article uh, that we spoke about, we will have on the website, Mm -hmm. and I will put the link up there. I love that. Great. And I know that it touches on, too, some of what schools are not allowing girls to wear to school, and it it really is, uh, like you said, uh, not dealing with the problem of of a uh, uh, allowing guys or and men and young boys to discuss it like hey you got more self control than we're giving people credit for and you're not a moron that's, that's the, right that's the thing it's really it's really putting young boys and young men in like you're a moron we can't deal with you so we'll deal that's with that that's right that's yeah. right it's yeah. thank you for putting it that way because yeah. that's exactly that's why it should that's why it <laughs> I should broke be, it down yeah but that's why it should yeah. be viewed as insulting to to boys and men it's I never an, thought of it that way but it. you're absolutely right it is insulting yeah. Um, and then, and then we'll put that up there, right there. Before we get out of here, um, 
I, you know, one thing that, that you, with gender defining who we are, gender, you know, one thing I've seen, and, and I, I know your daughter isn't as old as mine. I'm wondering if the pushback I, I've seen with some of my own daughter's friends at her mm-hmm. high school, a lot of girls shaving their heads mm. and they're just going the other way. Yep. They're, and they're, they're not, they're, they're just like, we are not going to be defined mm-hmm. by, oh, we have long flowing hair yeah. and I do this. And, you know, and, and I, 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 when I see that, I, I got to ask you, do you see that maybe being a pushback to where the, the generation of our kids that, and young women are like, I'm tired being defined by my looks yes. so much that I'm going to shave my head? I think it's really hopeful. I honestly do. And I think that... Um, it's just that this is where it's going to change. And it does say something about us, like the, our generation of parents who are now raising our kids more consciously so that they feel like they can they can do that. And hopefully there, our generation of children, like the next generation, are going to become even better parents that are not going to be so limited by these things that we've been that we've been raised with. Because nobody wins. That's just, that's just the fact. Is is nobody wins when we can when we perpetuate these societal norms that limit who we can become as human beings. And, it, and it's crazy to think as as we close it down right here with with just once you become a parent, these topics and these ideas and some of the ongoing, like I always say, the circle of of what maybe we were raised with, what our parents were raised with. We might be right now on the forefront of seeing some of these circles finally end. Yes. That when our kids have kids. That would make me very happy. Yeah. Do you think we'll still be around to see it? Um, Rad parenting. I'm, me pretty and you opti- at, I'm pretty optimistic. Me and you at 90 doing the show. Yeah. Being All like, right. look, this is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Can I, can I close with the, yes. the Jada Pinkett Smith quote that's at the bottom of this Was article? Was this the one you read earlier to yes, me? Yes. Okay, yes. go. So this is, this is at the end of this article. I want to further entice our listeners to check this out. So Jada Pinkett Smith, for those of you who don't know, is uh, the, uh, she's a, you know, incredible actress in her own right, also the wife of uh, Will Smith. Um, they have children together. And she, there was a time not long ago when she was criticized for um, letting her daughter Willow shave her head. Interesting that you just brought that up. And this was her response. This is a world where women, girls are constantly reminded that they don't belong to themselves, that their bodies are not their own, nor their power or self-determination. I made a promise to endow my little girl with the power to always know that her body, spirit, and her mind are her domain. Willow cut her hair because her beauty, her value, her worth is not measured by the length of her hair. Even little girls have the right to own themselves. Rad parenting right there, shutting it down. I love that. Boom. Thank thank you so much. All (laughs) from you wearing a pair of boots because it rained in California. This is how organically these things pop up oh. for us people. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, once again, uh, any questions you guys have about the show, you can always hit us at radparenting at gmail.com. Once again, giving away a book of Aeneas, all you got to do to enter the drawing is text the word parenting to 313131, and you'll be in a drawing to win that book. I uh, want to thank you guys all, uh, once again, for all the reviews. Keep them going. Whoever writes that 80th review, man, you are my hero. We're at 79 right now. I would appreciate it so much go to itunes uh we are out of here for today my name is joe sib and anaya bow and we're out of here late, late.